you have your Bible this morning, Matthew chapter number 7, we'll look at a few verses here this morning. Matthew chapter number 7. You say, Preacher, I didn't know that the Christmas story was in Matthew chapter number 7. It's not, so to speak, but it's always good to focus on different things that, that the Lord, of course, blesses us with. Last week, we spoke about the gifts that God wants you to give. We said, seek God diligently, worship God adoringly, give to God selflessly. Good gifts for you and for me to give to the Lord. And again, at our Christmas fellowship last Wednesday, we uh, looked at an interesting question. And it was another one of those would-you-rather questions. Uh, and maybe you thought about that if you were here uh, in the days after. But the question was this, would you rather never receive another gift or never be able to give another gift? And that certainly uh, was a, uh, a good question, and I didn't ask for, we didn't take a polygraph test for the answer, but uh, everybody said that they would rather never receive another gift than not be able to ever give another gift. And we were thankful for that unanimous vote, whether true or not, um, that's between you and the Lord. But fortunately, God cares for you and He cares for me so much that He desires that we don't have to choose. He desires that we give and get. Not one or the other, but both. And last week, we talked about the gifts God wants you to give. So this morning, consider with me this thought, the gifts God wants you to receive. Talked about the gifts last week God wants you to give to Him, to seek Him diligently, to worship Him adoringly, to give to Him selflessly. But there are some things that God wants to give you as well. Matthew chapter 7, look with me at verse number 7. Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I find it interesting that the first word of that verse is ask, and the three actions are ask, seek, and knock. And if you take the first letter of those three words, you get the word ask again. Just something interesting for you there. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? And talk about the gifts God wants you to receive. Let's pray. Father, we love You. Not just for what you do, but for who you are. And we thank you as we approach this, uh, yet again, another Christmas season on the calendar. Help us to be ever mindful of the true, wonderful gift that is Christ that stepped out of glory to take on flesh and to walk among men and to die on a cross for our sin debt. And thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Thank you for the things 
that you allow us, Lord, to give you in return. But I pray that you help us today as we look at the gifts that you want us to receive as well. I pray that you bless in our midst today, be with those who aren't able to be with us. Lord, if there's one here today without Christ, I pray they receive the best gift ever this morning. I know you'll save them. I pray that they'll turn to you and ask for your salvation. Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Look again at verse number 11. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? I want you to know today, God is a giver of good gifts. Don't you like to get good gifts? Don't you not like to get those dud gifts? Now, nobody testify about Wednesday night, please. But God, He's a giver of good gifts. He's a giver of precious gifts. God knows what you need and God hears what you ask. In James chapter number 1 and verse 17, we are reminded that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We like good gifts. Fortunate for us today, God has good gifts and they're yours to have if you'll receive them. Gifts that God wants you to get. Gifts that God wants you to receive. I'll give you a few of them this morning. Number one is this. God wants you to receive His salvation. God wants you to receive His salvation. John chapter number 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave to this world the most precious gift that could ever be given. The precious Lamb of God. What a blessing that it is to know that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you've been, that God wants you to receive His salvation. There's not one man, woman, boy, or girl alive that God is not able to save if they'll come and humbly ask for His salvation. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death. Isn't that great? Say, what do I earn for my sin? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Understand this morning, we don't deserve the salvation of God, but I'm so glad that He's freely offered it to all who would receive it. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Say, preacher, will the Lord save anyone who asks? Second Peter 3 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. Doesn't say not willing that some, not willing that a few, it says not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hey, have you made that choice today to receive God's gift of salvation? 
Are you saved this morning? Hey, you can rejoice, friend, because what a precious gift that that is. And if you're here this morning and not saved, it's not that God is withholding His gift from you. It's that you are not willing to receive it. God has a gift for you. He wants you to have the gift of His salvation. Say, how do we know that? Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 32, where the Bible says, For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. God has a gift of salvation for you to receive. As I look around today, I see many who've trusted Christ as their Savior. I see many who are under the blood of the crucified one. I see many whose sins have been cast into the depths of the sea, whose sins have been uh, now put away as far as the east is from the west. I see this morning those who have received the gift, but maybe you're here this morning and you've never received that gift. Friend, God has that gift for you today. And friend, I'm here to tell you, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, the best decision that I ever made in my life. You say, oh, it was marrying your wife. No, that was a good decision, but it wasn't the best one. Oh, it was having children. That was a good one, but it wasn't the best one. Oh, it was that brand new car you bought. Yep, you're exactly No, that was a good one. Wasn't the best one. Now some of you are sitting here going, did preacher get a brand new car? No. (laughs) Not not recently. Not recently. Say, what is the best gift you ever received? It was the day that the Holy Spirit, through the preaching of the Word of God, showed me that I was a sinner on my way to an eternal hell in need of a Savior. And that God loved me so much that He was willing to pay my sin debt. And I could come to Him and ask Him, trust in Him alone to save me. Oh, that was the greatest gift I ever received. That was the greatest day of my life. The day that God became real to me. The day that Jesus saved my sin-sick soul. Can I help you today, friend? You can live the remainder of your life lost, searching for the answer, searching for the joy, searching for the peace, and you'll never find it outside Jesus Christ. You can try all the drugs. You can try all the alcohol. You can try all the immorality. You can try all the wickedness, friend. It will not satisfy. Not like Jesus. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. God wants you to receive His salvation. It's too important of a matter for you to play around with. It's too important of a matter for you to make some false profession. Friend, you need to understand that without Christ, you're lost. You're already condemned. You're already on your way to that place called hell. But you don't have to go if you'll just receive His gift of salvation. Why? Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever, you said, who's whosoever? You. Put your name there. Not like Miss Alyssa did on Wednesday night. We uh, gave out some papers and it said your name. And I said, write your name. So what did she do? She wrote your name. (laughs) God bless her. And then she wrote a smiley face. Big smiley face. 
and then wrote her name underneath it. And when I gave her her paperback, I told her I was so proud of her. She was brave enough to do it. The rest of you sort of chickened out. God wants you to receive His salvation. Friend, I don't want you to come up and tell me that you're saved if you're not. My heart grieves for you today. My heart grieves for those who think they have something that they don't. Who are trusting in something that's not theirs. All because they've just not simply come to God in faith and humbly asked God to save their soul. Friend, if that's you, I cannot urge you enough. The gift that God wants you to receive. That's why Jesus came. He came to go to that cross and shed His precious blood and die so that you could have a way of escape from a place called hell. The gift God wants you to receive, the most important one, is salvation. Let me give you another one. This is a two-part gift. Number two, God wants you to receive His mercy and His grace. God wants you to receive His mercy and His grace. Psalm 103 and verse 8. Brother Cusick, wave at me if I hit on any of your texts for tonight and I'll... In case you missed it, Brother Cusick's going to preach for us tonight, so you'll be back at 6 o'clock this evening. I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. I said to him this morning, I said, are you ready? And he said, I hope so. I think so. And I said, that's good. You... <laughs> be all right. We'd hear it again, brother. We'd have a double portion. Psalm 103, verse 8. God wants you to receive His mercy and His grace. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Notice it doesn't say sometimes. It doesn't say most times. But it says all the time. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Verse 10 says, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Hey friend, you might say this morning, you don't understand preacher, life isn't fair. You don't want God to treat you fair. You want God to pour out His mercy. So do I. Oh, I'm thankful for the mercy and the grace of God that hasn't rewarded us according to our iniquities. He says, for the, as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. You say, I'm lacking in the Lord's mercy today. Or have you received His gift of salvation? Then friend, boldly you can come to the throne and plead the name of Jesus Christ and come and ask God for the grace and the mercy that you need. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I am so glad this morning that God does not give us what we deserve, but He's rich in mercy and grace, ready to forgive whosoever will ask. Salvation, mercy, grace, three precious gifts to receive. Grace is... Getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Mercy and grace. 
Both of them. And God is rich in mercy and grace. Number three, God wants you to receive His hope. God wants you to receive His hope. Now, when I use that word hope, I am not talking about a wish. I am talking here about a confidence. A confidence. Psalm 16, verses 8 and 9, I have set the Lord always before me. That's a good place to have your focus. I just stop there and say that. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth my flesh also shall rest in hope hope not hope in you hope in him confidence in him trust in him psalm 39 and verse 7 and now lord what wait i for my hope is in thee My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. God wants you to receive His hope. Lamentations chapter 3, that wonderful book on weeping. Lamentations, I mean that's what that word means. But as we've said recently, right in the middle, Book of Lamentations in chapter 3, verses 21 through 24. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed, because His compassions fail not. Did you hear that? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. God is worthy of your trust. God is worthy of your praise. God is worthy of your worship today. Why? Because He has gifts for you. The gift of His salvation. The gift of His mercy and grace. The gift of His hope. Can I ask you today, where is your hope? Is it in your strength? Is it in your ability? Is it in your wisdom? Is it in your riches? Is it in other people? Or is your hope resting solely in the Lord? Hey, trust the Lord and receive His gift of hope because it's of, because of His mercy and grace now that brings salvation. See, when you're saved and you, you now receive that salvation by the mercy and grace of God gives you some confidence to stand and to go on. I'm so glad today that God is an everlasting God, that God is an eternal God, and the salvation He gives is just as everlasting. Be confident in that fact. I don't have to worry about keeping myself saved because I didn't save myself. It was Jesus that saved my soul, and it's Jesus that keeps me till the day He comes again. God wants you to receive His hope. But we live in a world that's filled with hopelessness today. It seems everybody is just depressed and downtrodden and nobody seemed to have anything to hope for or have confidence in anymore. But my Bible says that mm, it's better for us to focus on God and have our faith in Him and follow Him and stay fixed on Him and He'll help us now finish for Him. The Lord wants you to receive His hope. Number four, 
God wants you to receive His freedom. God wants you to receive His freedom. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him. Wait wait a minute. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed. Hear that? Believed on Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus is speaking to some saved individuals. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If ye continue in My word, then are ye My disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you. Notice that, make you free. Verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I am glad for the freedom that God gives. Galatians chapter number 5 and verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore... You're going to have to have some hope in God to do that. You're going to have to be saved to do that. You're going to have to have received His mercy and grace to do that. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Verse 13 of Galatians 5, For brethren... Ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. God didn't save you to sin. He saved you from sin. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 16, the Bible says, As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. What a profound statement. But as the servants of God, as free, not using your liberty, what liberty? The freedom that you have in Christ. You've been released from the shackles of sin if you're here and saved. That has not have no power over you anymore because Jesus holds the power. Jesus has broken the chains. Jesus has removed the shackles. Don't go put them back on. Not only has God provided freedom from sin's curse, He provides freedom from sin's chains. And as children of God, we've been given the freedom to live without sin. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 8, the Bible says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now. Boy, I like that. Ye were. You were when? Before salvation. Uh, Before God's mercy and grace. Before the hope of God. Before the freedom that God gives from sin. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Precious gifts, salvation, mercy, grace, hope, freedom. Now let me lump all the rest of them in in number five. God wants you to receive His blessings. God wants you to receive His blessings. 
Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. John chapter 10, verses 10 and 11. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Nothing that I did. Everything that God did. And they're gifts, precious gifts, that God wants you, God wants me to receive. His salvation, His mercy, His grace, His hope, His freedom, His blessings. The Bible. This precious book. And you notice I use that word precious on purpose. God inspired His Holy Word. God has worked through the ages to preserve His Holy Word. And you and I have the privilege to have the perfect Word of God. It is December 17th. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer it out loud. Is this book really precious to you? How much of it have you put in you this year? You say, preacher, God never speaks to me. Yes, He does. It's right here. If you'll just humble yourself, open it up, and read it. And ask Him to help you with it. I'm telling you, friends, we have so many blessings that God has given to us. And maybe today you say, well, preacher, you don't understand. I was busy this year. I understand that. Life gets busy at times. Well, preacher, you don't understand. I missed a few days and then I got discouraged and then I never got back on track. Trust me, I understand that too. I've been there. I've done that same thing. You say, preacher, there are days that you miss reading the Word of God. Not that I'll tell you. There are times when life gets tough. There are times when sickness hits. There are times when troubles arise. There are times when you don't have necessarily the time in the day to get that all in you. But when you have it within you, when your life does get busy, when you are sick, when you are dealing with the problems of life, if it's already in you, you can take the time to meditate on His Word. It was one of the blessings. We had Brother Stover come and he had all those little cards and I thought that was just so, so neat of an idea. Not as, and now see, some of it, well, I know me, maybe not you, but me. I look at something like that and I, I got the, the binder with all the different sets of cards in it and I said, I, I want to have this. And then as I was looking at it, I was like, okay, if I memorize one of these cards every week, one of these cards every week, 
then uh, in about five years, I will have all of those cards memorized. I said, I can do better than that. So I'm going to, I'm going to set out now to memorize two of these sets a month or basically like one card a day. And then by the end of the year, I'll have all this memorized and I missed it. In that moment, I missed it. See, it's not about rushing to the finish line. It's about the walk with God along the way. Have you ever been... Brother Tom, you can go ahead and start nodding like this right now. I'm sorry I called you out, but I'm not sorry. You ever been in your Bible and you come across a verse... Just one verse. And you just can't get away from it. You say, well, I'm going to go read some more over here. And God says, "Uh uh-uh. Go right back to this one. Dwell on that a little more. I think sometimes we're in so much of a rush and so much of a race to say, hey, we can check that off our list that we forget to take time to commune with God. And we miss the joy and the wealth and the beauty of the walk with the Savior. Let me encourage you. Maybe you'll sit here today and say, you know what? I didn't do as good this year in my Bible reading or in my prayer time or in in my time with the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, guess what? I didn't do as good as I wanted to do this year either. But let us resolve that we're going to walk with God and spend time with Him. That we're going to walk in His light and walk in His love and walk in His blessing. I'm telling you, God wants to give you some precious treasure. But you're going to have to choose to walk with Him. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Friends, spending time with God ought not be a chore. It ought be a thrill. Why? Because it's the more abundant life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. We have God's Word, and it's filled with promises and blessings. You say, well, preacher, some of those promises aren't for me. Maybe not directly, but all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's there for a reason. God wants you to have it. God wants you to know it. God wants you to love it. God wants you to walk with Him. God has blessed us beyond measure. Wait. And He still has blessings to spare. Can can I help you? He will never run out of blessings. Been going to the stores recently. I don't know if you've been noticing this, but... A lot of these stores anymore, uh, to combat the look of empty shelves, they're putting different like cardboard boxes. They're empty, but they're putting empty boxes on the shelves. They might have different colors or this or that, but the shelves aren't as full. And uh, you say, why? Because they're running out of stuff and they can't get stuff. And, you know, it, it might snow someday. And so everybody has to go buy 400 rolls of toilet paper and 800 gallons of water to have, you know, to have at home. And you go and you don't want to wait till the last minute because you get there 
and you find they've run out. Can I help you today? Every time you go to God, blessings are always in stock. They're not back-ordered. You don't have to worry that God has a limited supply. He's an unlimited God. Lamentations 3 verse 23, remember, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And in Lamentations 3 verse 32, it says, Yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. Psalm 68 and verse 19. Boy, I like this one. Blessed be the Lord. I like that part right there. But then here comes this part. You all like this part. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with, with, with benefits. Excuse me. I'm looking at the Word and what I wanted to say and what the paper said were two different things who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. You understand the first gift God wants you to receive is His salvation. You say, well, I haven't seen much of God's mercy and grace. He's allowed you to be here today. If you're here lost without Christ, you do not yet fully understand the grace of God the long-suffering of God, the patience of God to let you come to a place where you can be in the midst of folks that will take the Word of God and show you how you can receive the greatest gift ever for yourself. Psalm 116, verses 12 and 13. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? Last week we talked about what gifts God wants us to give. We should ask that question all the time. What what can I give back to God? What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? This is what the psalmist said. I will take the cup of salvation. Do you see that? I'll take it. God, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. If it was possible, I'll take two. But I don't need two salvation. I just need one. Once was enough for me. I'll take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. When we think about these things, when we think about the blessings that God wants you to receive, let me help you with a thought this morning. Stop hanging out with the thieves that are stealing your joy, peace, love, hope, and strength. Boy, there are some drainers in this world. There are some things that will drain your spiritual batteries just like that. Stop hanging out with those. Come back close to the Good Shepherd because through Him are the abundant blessings of His good gifts found. Salvation, mercy, grace. Hope, freedom, blessings. I don't know about you, but I want those at the top of my gift list. You don't have to settle for one. Now, we used to do that with our kids, you know. Back when we were still trying to get them to understand, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. 
and we're not made of money. You all have maybe used those. And those, you know, and the children, and we love them, and we want to give them the best gifts we possibly could, and yet never failed every year. Their list got bigger and more expensive. One year we tried. We absolutely tried to get everything that was on the list. And I spent 14 hours out in the garage putting things together. It was the most miserable Christmas I think I ever had. And you know what? I found out, they really found out they didn't need all that stuff anyway. God knows what you need. God has the blessings He wants you to give. But hear me this morning. You don't have to settle for just salvation. You don't have to settle for just salvation and mercy. You don't have to settle for, well, maybe just a little mercy and a little hope. You don't have to settle for just a little grace and a little freedom. You don't have to settle for just a little blessing. God wants to give them all to you. All. You can receive them, not only all of them, but all of them in abundance. Now think about this and we'll close this morning. Some of you now are, we're talking about gifts, some of you and the season that we're in, some of you are probably worried about the bad gifts you may receive this year. Let me encourage you again this morning. God does not give bad gifts. You can rest and rejoice in the gifts of God. But think with me now. None of us will leave a, a, none of us will receive a wrapped present on Christmas and leave the gift wrapped and just carry around that wrapped gift all year. No. Why? Because we're too nosy and we want to know what's inside. It's got our name on it. It's for us. We want to know what it is. We want everybody else to see what it is. It's not going to do you any good to just carry a wrapped present around all year long. You say, well, that's silly. Of course I won't leave any unwrapped. I even unwrap some that aren't even mine. You say... I, I gotta unwrap them. It wouldn't be useful to leave them wrapped. We'll open everything we received. Wait a minute. Do you realize that you can ignore a gift that you've unwrapped too? Just because you receive it and unwrap it doesn't guarantee that you'll use it. See, God has great gifts. The gift of His salvation, the gift of His mercy and grace and hope and freedom and the gift of His blessings. But how many of God's gifts are tossed aside or ignored or squandered away or never used or never appreciated or never enjoyed? And we go back to our opening verses. Are you seeking? Are you knocking? Are you asking? Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. God's gifts are ready. Right now, this very moment, if you're ready to receive. How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Perhaps this morning it's just a reminder to take some time to ask to receive 
and to appreciate His gifts once again. These gifts that we looked at this morning, gifts that God wants you to receive. Our heads are bowed.